0: this is part two of the bonus episode for my fic exposure. If you haven't listened to part one yet, go do that. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to talk about is um, what you would like to see more of in sex work ethics. Oh, this is
1: this is what I've been looking forward to. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> we all know
1: that sex worker fixer can be harmful, but that's, that's, we know that. I'm waving my hand at that. Um, what's missing is how stupid it can be. It, I want to see like, the the fun parts, I want to see the really just like banal and irritating, the rage and the comedy. It is so funny. It's <laughs> like the people, you meet so many people and you have so many interactions. Like the turnover of people that we see is <laughs> monumental. Like the number of people that we come into contact with is no so and, and also
0: you see them in so much like honestly it reminds me of like so I um, live in LA and I before mm-hmm. the end times happened I used to take Ubers everywhere and yes. I yeah it's, I'm comparing your sex work to my Uber experience I hope that's okay with you um it is completely accurate I really think it's identical no I but, think it is um, uh, it's, it's, a little bit different. you know but truth, truthfully you know it's true you know what would happen is I would be spending an hour every day with a different stranger who wanted to tell me their life story and you get you to meet these fucking insane people and the different the thing that's sad about sex workers is that you have these crazy stories and so much less ability to talk about them in this funny way without having to first preface it with like by the way we did use protection and no I'm not being abused like you just want to tell a funny story
1: another thing that that's frustrating is that like I have so many perfectly normal customers (laughs) And in general, men are annoying me. I, I just must say, like, in if a man is hitting on me and looking sexually interested in me, I'm annoyed, you know? <laughs> so in any, I would just automatically be irritated if a man was making sexual advances at me. So okay. that happens in my job. That's part of that being a normal client. So I'm automatically <laughs> like, eh, you know? But that's boring. Nobody wants to hear about a normal client. Right. Who's like, yes, are you available for dance? Or like, yes, I would like to have sex. Here is the money. <laughs> yes I will use a condom and I will not talk shit I will not do I will not be annoying you know nobody wants to hear about that and I have so many of those customers and I I have um
0: and then um, and then of course the problem is if people only talk about you know the abusive customers or even the mm -hmm. fucking weird ones then mm -hmm. there's this impression that you just fly from fucking bastard to maniac all day and there's no normality and and yet yeah, in fact the bulk of your clients I presume are pretty normal
1: well it's I wouldn't say normal but <laughs> the thing is that like everybody thinks that every client every customer of a sex worker is like you or like must be horrible to me or like must be have bad thoughts <laughs> you know but um I it, it, come on your grandpa's there he's retired it's today <laughs> at 4 p.m and he's having a beer jesus
0: like- this just reminded me of another thing i see a lot in textbook effects which is that um uh, I'm I really, I'm revealing that I clearly have a thing for sex worker Draco. Not I knew
1: this. You, you owned up to it. I've, I've accepted it. I think I've learned I, a lot from you. I only
0: want, I only want down and out Draco. I don't want down and out Harry. Um, Harry's been through enough, you guys. Anyway. I think that you're right. <laughs> I have never been interested in down and out Harry. Yeah, Harry, <laughs> he deserves to have some nice times. Anyway, uh, but something that often happens is um, Draco has sex with Harry as a client and Harry, like doesn't I don't know come in his eye and hit him and he's like wow what a gentleman and I'm like I don't don't believe that every single person you've and it's usually in the same fits where it's like he's been sucking 500 dicks an hour for six six years you know it's like I don't believe that all these people were just like monsters from hell like I think most people are generally trying to be polite right most of the time like (laughs) yeah
1: Like some nights you spend the entire time thinking, okay, did I remember to cut my tampon string? Did I remember to cut my tampon string? Do I have any toilet paper anywhere? Like, do I like did I forget a pube? Like, is there is did I miss something? Like because everybody really wants to look at my butthole right now. I don't normally have to think about that, but when I'm at work, I'm very aware of my own butthole. And let me tell you, (laughs) I don't think you have to worry about that when you're an Uber driver.
0: No, no, I think that's Probably the only crucial difference between your experience and mine. Yeah, the only one. Wait, I- <laughs> no, you're right. I think that, you're right. That's the kind of stuff. And, and to be honest with you, Blue, that, that's the kind of stuff that you can only write if you are a sex worker. So oh, I, yeah. I couldn't write that sex worker fic. I don't know what the funny things totally. are. So right, I'd tell like you, to- I
1: have so many stories.
0: I'd like to quietly assert pressure on you for your whole sex worker fic oh, okay.
1: that you're
0: working on. Yeah. This is- yeah. I am being Bullied something I think I would think would be fun to see in sex worker fix is like sex worker in the background where the plot isn't uh so-and-so is a sex worker and and like how can they get out of that or the difficulties of that job um and I was thinking about so I have a fit called um can I tell you something in which Draco is a burlesque dancer and that is just kind of a thing he does and it's not really like it reveals a little bit about his personality you have done that as well right oh really yeah I was in a tr- <laughs> yeah i I do have to say I, I keep meeting more and more burlesque dancers. I, d- I think they are I'm drawn to them, apparently, but um they're very glittery they're, they're very glittery. Um, but yeah the point is that it wasn't about his you know journey as a burlesque dancer, and I think hmm. that um, it, it might be fun, I think, to have some I like that. where you know that he, he's a sex worker, that's his job. you know Harry is an aura, that's his job and they fall in love with other plot points, you know, that, I think that could be kind of refreshing.
1: Oh, I like that. I like the idea of like, um, <laughs> like someone is a sex worker and there's like, like a, you know, um, like it's like a case fic. Or
0: something. <gasps> yeah. And so then they, then they find out something because it's one of their clients. Yes. Ooh.
1: I um, think that'd be fantastic
0: yeah yeah that'd be that'd be great in fact even draco could be so why, it might not be draco i guess it could be harry god damn it nah, uh, okay anyway so draco could be a Harry's
1: too stupid to survive as a sex worker i yeah, must he,
0: say i ha- yeah i'm with you that i don't think he'd make it i don't he think
1: could he'd never it. act for his life <laughs>
0: Yeah, he'd have a he'd struggle with that. All right. So let's move on a little bit. Um so when I was writing Exposure, um, I I talked to Blue beforehand about um some of their pet peeves. And then I wrote the FIC and then I sent it to them. And there were there were kind of two main criticisms that came back. Um first was in the first and they kind of tie in together. In the first draft, Harry asks Draco, is this cheating? And Draco said something along the lines of "So what if it is like?" and and there were two problems with that. We'll get into the media problem a second, but the the first thing is as as Blue said, this is a client. You need the money. Uh, Draco in this fic is financially strained. He can't say something that might lose him a client, right? If a client and I remember I remember you telling me this. I was like, "What would you say if a client asked you if it was cheating?" And you were like, "I would do anything to make them keep." seeing me because i need the money um so you wouldn't be like oh i don't know i mean maybe it is maybe you shouldn't be seeing me you need that money the second and more important point i think is about the idea of sex work as cheating um and so i kind of reworked it because the point is that it's only cheating if it's cheating in that relationship right uh Mm-hmm. Every relationship defines its level of cheating, right? In some relationships, watching porn would count as cheating. And in others, you could go and visit a sex worker and come back and tell your spouse and be like, oh, I just had sex with a sex worker. And your spouse would be like, great, high five. You know, it depends on your relationship. The person to blame is not the sex worker. And so you can talk about this more, but this, I- this idea, mm-hmm. I think what you and Emery took issue with in the first draft, because I had... I had backup, I had backup, didn't I? With a a second (laughs) sex worker to help me out. Um, What you and Emery took issue with was this idea that um, Draco was lying about it being cheating because Draco knew it was cheating because Harry had a girlfriend, which -hmm. is not the case. It might not be, you know, Draco doesn't know their relationship. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about sex work and cheating? I thought about that a lot because
1: I I had never actually thought about that too much in general, because every time I've imposed that question, it's with the man who's obviously would sleep with someone besides his partner if he had the chance, um, or is just like not in a healthy relationship and is the problem, or just like the relationship is super unhealthy, and they're like, is this cheating? And I'm like, buddy, <laughs> why are you asking me? And what am I doing for you? Like, am I emotionally involved here? I am not emotionally involved. And I'm not getting paid as a as a, a couples counselor. Right. Um, I'm not exactly dressed for the occasion. <laughs> um, my fee would be much higher. Like, like again, it depends on the relationship. Um, and people don't talk about watching porn, but that's not seen as cheating. Mm-hmm. So I have done video work. I have been in pornography and I have done cam. When I was on cam, I also sold like pre-done videos. So if somebody in a relationship watches that pre-recorded video, but doesn't interact with me like in person or like live or like message me about it or anything, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is that cheating? But then if you watch a live show, is that cheating? If you are in the chat with the the model saying do this or like whatever you say in the chat, (laughs) some weird shit, some funny (laughs) stuff, just generally like talking is that cheating because then you're interacting with the sex worker. I think that it's more likely to be quote-unquote cheating if, well not quote-unquote, it's just such an odd term that I wouldn't have thought of to go with here because it's such a complicated, messy situation Um, because people don't talk about it.
0: I I basically think that uh, what it comes down to is I I really believe that every relationship has different standards for for cheating. My ex-boyfriend did not flirt at all he was an incredibly like gentlemanly person and therefore like one time I saw him like giggling with a girl and like knocking his shoulder against her and I freaked the fuck out because he was flirting like what the hell like that's mine but my (laughs) current husband (laughs) my current husband uh flirts with like passing dogs you know I don't feel threatened with everyone and and so because that's his normal standard, I'm not worried about it. W- what, is, what is stressful is feeling that someone is behaving, that your, your partner is behaving in a way that is secretive and unfaithful to the bounds of your relationship. And yeah. so expecting a sex worker to be able to answer that question is ludicrous because they are not in your relationship, right? You sh- you need to find out if you are cheating. Uh, it's not the sex worker's responsibility. And I think you're right that there is um, this kind of sense that sex workers get blamed, and in the same way that like the quote unquote other woman gets blamed. Mm-hmm. I I think that there is this sense, and this maybe ties in with what you were saying about how women who aren't sex workers might have this you know niggling fear. Of this, you know, vixen sex worker luring <laughs> I mean. their spouse away, um, which just kind of takes all the responsibility away from your partner and puts it roundly on the shoulders of someone who has no no business having mm-hmm. this responsibility. So I, I thought that was such an interesting point, and I, I definitely the thing is, in that fic, I do think Harry is cheating on Ginny because oh, I do as well. <laughs> she's she would be horrified, you know what I mean, um, but. Yeah, I, I think the important thing is not not implying that n- no matter what you're cheating, if you are seeing a sex worker in a relationship. And something I, I try to kind of make that clearer by having uh, one of Draco's customers be uh, is it Dan, who is married. Right. Mm-hmm. And his wife comes in and brings him tea because mm-hmm. it's totally fine in that in that context.
1: It goes to the same thing is that therefore a sex worker can't be faithful either. Therefore, the sex worker can't have their own relationship. Um, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because then they're inherently, che- yeah. So that's, yeah. So that's that's the other other side of the coin there, and it's all to do with like the basis of a relationship being communication and honesty and being happy within the boundaries that you've set. So I think when somebody asks, "Am I cheating? Is this cheating?" I'm like, "Well, buddy, if you're worried, then it, then pr- there's something wrong. <laughs> specifically, is cheating you asking me? Is this cheating? I I don't think so, but I think that you've got some." Some real bad going on that you, you might need to be dealing with. And I'm probably not the person that you should be speaking to. I think you should maybe go home and talk to your partner. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, right. but then I, I do realize that um, there's a big difference between like watching someone through a screen and then going in to see strippers, which I think people are worse about because I must be like active in, in, in my flirtation, but it's like, I am not flirting With this man's because I want him. I am not funny with this man's to take him away from anyone. I do not want this man. I would like my paycheck. I would like to have a pleasant experience with this man. I would like this man to have a nice time. I would like to see a
0: mutually beneficial situation. And then I don't want to know anything else. All right. My husband has a like outsized crush on AOC. And he is like, oh, she's on my, she's on my list. You know, speaking of cheating, you know how everyone has like relationship I was like oh my list and I have told him explicitly that I do not okay AOC's position on the list because she's too hot like she's she's just she's too hot it's not fair and and also the fact is my husband's a comedian and I I have so much faith in him and I believe he's going to be incredibly successful and so I can well imagine him meeting AOC I actually remember I read I read something I was reading an interview with um I don't know how to pronounce his name Troy Sylvan the singer Anyway, and he was talking about this like, this concept of the list. And he was like, but the problem is when you're famous, you cannot have the list because that's just a list of people you know that you're saying you're going to cheat on your partner with, like who you will meet. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I think we've moved on to that. So let's get to the um, the question that I obviously have been longing to ask you this entire time, which is, uh, what did you like about my fanfic? What did you like about exposure? So
1: much. (laughs) You're gonna have to let me just ramble this time. Oh, what
0: hardship for me.
1: Oh, what hardship for you (laughs) to hear me tell you everything that I really liked about exposure. (sighs) Obviously, uh, when you sent me that
0: comment that the other sex worker wrote I must tell you that I cried a little. You didn't. Wait, I, I did have a question. Bible Let me read. actually find, I want to read, I want to read the the, the comment. Oh, um, um, it was a love, you're going to cry again. <laughs> oh, I'm it. <laughs> it's fine. It a really lovely comment. And I also have a, I have a terminology question about it. Okay. So yes. I'm not going to say their um, name, their, whatever their account name is, but um, this is the part of the comment that I liked. I also have to say that this is the first fic where the sex work was 100% believable and where I didn't have to get mad because there was no fucked up swerve garbage. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, As a sex worker who has wanted to see something like this in fandom for a long time, this made me so happy. I really loved the way you were able to play with authenticity and boundaries as it related to sex work and a client sex worker relationship and lighthearted chats about what people should do in their lives and their daily lives. So I I was really touched by that comment. And that is the comment, as I said, that made me delete my other thing because I was like, oh God, what if they read that one and were just disappointed in me as a person? Uh, but um, what is SWERF? S-W-E-R-F. Yeah, that's a
1: sex worker exclusionary or sex worker exclusionary radical feminist. So think of the worm, uh, the worm. <laughs> I mean, Yeah, think of the worm turf. <laughs> think of the trans exclusionary radical feminist. So um feminists who like it's the same thing like vilifying sex work um seeing us like without agency or too naive to know anything better or it's only desperation or gluttony etc um and so there was none of that none of that bullshit was an exposure because Mm. whacked it out of there um (laughs) anything that could have been in was kicked
0: anyway (laughs) so you liked that comment also which uh, yeah, if you yes,
1: I I really
0: like that comment
1: because it's the one that I would have left um if I had been the reader because it when you came to me with the fic I was
0: absolutely leery a because I was nervous right like how awkward if I had lobbed you something really hateful right and then and then also you'd have to read it.
1: Oh that would have been
0: I would have just feels wouldn't have done that to me. I well, do <laughs> think it was very brave of you to to kind of consent to read it. So I really appreciated it. I'm
1: I'm glad that I've been very grateful for the whole experience. I think I've learned a lot. Um it's been exciting to like sort of step into this conversation. It's very daunting. Um and don't know if I have many of the voices with me i know that i have encountered one
0: um and in so- terms of, like drary fanfic readers who also do sex work mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. know the thing is even if the, I, don't, I mean i don't know maybe there are sort of seething masses of drary sex mm-hmm. worker readers but even if there aren't I, I think you know most most of us would like to know more about clearly if you're interested in reading sex worker fics it's because there's something about the profession that you find vaguely intriguing. And so mm-hmm. it's interesting to hear more about like the genuine ways in which that works. So by the way, second nudge for you to write your sex work a fix. This is bullying. <laughs> I will not stop. Okay, go on. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more about how you like all my writing. <laughs>
1: I... I uh, so I already adored your writing. So I was like, okay, this can't be awful. Like I... I love this writer. I'm not gonna suffer too terribly. But um, right off the bat, you kick it off showing Harry's intimacy issues with Ginny. Like he's completely disinterested and he's such a coward. Mm. Uh, Like cowardice is often attributed to Draco and uh, it's shown on Harry to be, he doesn't know what to do, so he's not going to do anything. (laughs) and later on you describe him um, as using Hermione um, as like a way to say things that he's afraid of saying by saying Hermione said this Right. Um, and I thought that was fantastic because it's one of the small ways that you can be a coward and I think it that behavior of Harry's is what was able to add up and um, that cowardice um, made this mess Mm-hmm. Made the best of harming Draco and harmed him so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and right off the bat, <laughs> you have Harry's a coward. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're like, oh, buddy, you're gonna you're gonna dick some right up. <laughs> you know what? I will. Um, and then um, you know the, the horribly uncomfortable moment at the bar.
0: Right when so that that's the moment when Seamus finally like confronts. Draco and is like oh we, you know we did this to you and Draco realizes that James is actually Harry that, that moment mm-hmm. yeah so that's a kind of climactic horrible moment
1: yeah that was that hurt and so I, I we have discussed my experiences with exposure like um me on cam was uh shown to my father mm-hmm. and uh so I lost contact with my father so this was definitely a relatable moment mm-hmm. of hell Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew it was coming in because we talked about it obviously mm-hmm. and, um, and it was handled appropriately with the correct amount of absolute hurt like devastation like this changes everything this emotional foundation is wrecked like he was already struggling to put it mildly um, and now to have the one somewhat good thing um, that he had just even possibly they were it's just hell earlier on in the story was another great moment in which um after they don't get off camp for the first time um and Seamus and Ron and everyone they're like not laughing (laughs) yeah because that wasn't funny Mm because he was doing his job right (laughs) he wasn't miserable like they were like this horrible person who was played a part in the deaths of our loved ones and monumental trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, now he's suffering, degrading himself, miserable, you know, and he was just doing his job, having a good time, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: was pretty confident about it. And Mm -hmm. they were like, that wasn't funny. We just feel kind of gross. Right. Like, Correct, bitches. (laughs) That's how it should feel. (laughs) I was glad that you showed that, just like the multifaceted response in which Draco was unharmed he got paid <laughs> bummer for him and so it was just like and they just had to be uncomfortable knowing that like like they, <laughs> but it wasn't
0: got, it wasn't like this degrading awkward awful thing yeah, and to be honest I, with you i reckon if even if we had gone the the more typical like you know degrading sex work th- route mm-hmm. i reckon if draco had been fucking miserable and like quietly weeping as he did it that wouldn't right. have been funny either the whole point no. is that obviously it's it's not funny to watch someone have an orgasm usually really right uh I mean I guess maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't think it's funny uh, I think it'd be hysterical but I have had many different experiences than you <laughs> uh, Sorry, yeah.
1: well. let me tell you it's real funny okay um Right. But in this case, no, not at all. Because Draco is obviously presenting his best self, mm-hmm. the one he knows is sexually desirable, mm-hmm. uh, and so, like, when he orgasms, it's not an ugly one. It's not an ugly situation. He's having a good time. Mm-hmm. He has to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, at least a good enough one. Like, mm-hmm. you can't go on cam unless you're fully capable of like achieving orgasm. Or that's not true. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think it's probably different with men as well. But yeah, but I, you know. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he, you know, he he finds that he quite likes the job, right? I mean, I think the thing the in the thick, really, the only thing that gets Draco really down about the job is the financial insecurity and like the instability of it all. Uh, and you know, that's the reason he leaves.
1: Of like where he lives, like he's already struggling with the the landlord, like the landlady, whatever. Like there is a stigma that he still carries there, and he also mm-hmm. knows that, like, carrying that over, it's not like he's already Malfoy, but there is the social degradation mm-hmm.
0: that
1: mm-hmm. comes with being known as a sex worker. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you stop, mm-hmm. like even in, even when I haven't been actively working um, or, you know, it's still like, as soon as somebody finds out that you have ever done sex work, especially if they find out that you've ever done full service, mm-hmm. um, you will always be a sex worker. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like It's such a completely different universe and a completely different lens that you have to put on to view the world as a sex worker, that it does change you as a person and not necessarily negatively, but it gives you many new ways to look at the world and many new ways to look at people and yourself Mm -hmm. in good and bad and just different ways. Um, Oh, I had somewhere to go with that. I don't know where it went. It might come back to me. Um, Why don't you bring it back to some more compliments
0: about my thick. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it showed that um, so I I just it did a fantastic job of showing the harm and acknowledging it and Draco and Harry being able to love each other also it's fucking funny Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> a Little tee-hee, you know you're funny Stop it. I know no such thing I was so astonished that I was still laughing all the time just like the text messages back and forth
0: um, and just like <sighs> I love text messages that they're, they're my favorite thing I think they're such a fascinating like way of of looking at a relationship because they are this perfect combination of spontaneity and self-fashioning right because you are setting them off so quickly but you are also trying to show off so I think they're they're just a delight you know I mean I also love letters I just like <laughs> like
1: epistolar, how people- yeah no my I love epistolary everything
0: also I love l- writing
1: letters and I'm have like a gross amount of stationery and I'm that bitch that actually writes letters. No, I write
0: letters too. And I have all these great letters from my, we should write to each other clearly. Um, no, I, I have, yeah, I have all my friends write to each other. It's a whole thing. Um, I think it's a boarding school thing, right? I went to boarding school. So my main, I I went to the boarding school before the internet was really like cool. Uh, and so my only way of communicating with my mother was through letters.
1: Oh, I I went, I went to boarding school a summer. You did? Jesus. Uh-huh. It's a whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a whole time. I loved it actually, but that was very different. Mm-hmm. Going back to your fic, <laughs> the
0: fire cows. Yeah, people have said, okay, I have to say, uh there's cows in the bolt hole and there's cows in this fic and I started being like People are gonna think I'm very into cows. I'm um, very into cows. I love cows. Well, I'm staying at my parents' house at the moment, and there's cows fucking everywhere. And so I think oh, what's going on. Man. I just keep seeing cows, and I'm like, they're honestly quite. I think they're quite alarming. <laughs> I've
1: right. lived in Wisconsin for five years.
0: I'm just-
1: I'm but I've seen so many cows. You hang slightly lose it just because I'm like laughing about these cows.
0: No, I'm sorry. They're, they're they're quite large. Uh, first off, second off, they have sort of knowing looks that they give you when you walk by. They all turn together as if they're like automatons, like they're and they all have one brain or something. And then they come towards you with their sort of cowish fucking faces, and they walk mm-hmm. near you. And oh. I just they're up to something. Do you know what I mean? Like I just don't think they're trustworthy, and they come after me when I go on my walks and they'll follow me around and I just fucking hate them, to be honest with you. problem with
1: raccoons, not cows. They're I'm massive. Harry's fear in hole was
0: not his. It was yours. It was absolutely mine. Yeah. <laughs> I really find them quite alarming. <laughs> I don't like them. Um, yeah. Okay.
1: Going, back, going back to your fic and really internalizing with joy your fear of cows <laughs>
0: um, and their...
1: Uh, how do you pronounce that?
0: Machinations? Uh, yeah, yeah. Machina- well, <laughs> they are up- I'm glad that you agree with me on their fucking, you know, evil plans. Yeah. But going back to the fire cows in... Well, this is, by the way, another example of... a plot point uh, that... Then she cannot be bothered to explore, right? Because the whole reason Draco was living as a Muggle is that like these nefarious evil wizards came and forced him to, and then just disappeared into the mist and were killed off okay. by fire cows. I just I don't get what happened there. I just don't care because the stories like, you don't need it, right? I just don't give a shit about the plot ever. So <laughs> it happens in the background <laughs> and get, get gets killed off by fire cows.
1: Okay, but I, God. <laughs> I'm like struggling not to laugh. <laughs> and I'm trying to things, as in you carry Drago's voice so phenomenally and especially through sex work. Just like the way he interacted with his clients and on cam was extraordinarily funny to me. There were certain points where it's like, he would not say that, he could not say that,
0: but like you still had his personality. Wait, I want to know. So where's something where you, he could not say that, he would not say that? Oh, no, we, oh shoot.
1: That would mean pulling up all drafts.
0: Oh no! Oh, you mean oh, as as in I changed it since then? Yeah, they were just small oh, things. Again, yeah, like I do remember. Uh, it, it was basically. Oh, here's one. This was interesting. Um, it was such a small thing, mm-hmm. um, but it was it was the moment when um. Harry has finally, conf- like, has called him Draco. So Draco mm-hmm. now knows Harry's a wizard, although he doesn't know he's Harry. And mm-hmm. at the end, Harry says, like, I'm not trying to be your boyfriend. Like, I'm not trying to pry into your life, blah, blah, blah. And Draco's like, oh, I wouldn't mind that. And you added, like, a now. And you were like, because up until this point, the veil was down. Like, mm-hmm. up until this point, Draco was with a client. And he mm-hmm. had to be his his worker self. And after this point now Harry knows so much about him so much more than anyone else knows that they have like an automatically more intimate relationship and another point like that I think is in that same scene which is when Harry's like oh by the way I'm still going to book you even if you're not happy all the time mm-hmm. and so you were like these are just two points where the client has behaved in a non-clienty way and therefore the relationship has shifted yeah. um, which really helped me because I think I went through and I looked at it uh, at the story up until that point and made sure that in my head, I knew that Draco was still approaching this just as a job up until that point. Mm -hmm. And so I made a couple of small changes. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, you know, the fact is, uh, you can't be fully yourself when someone is paying you to be charming, you know, Mm -hmm. that's part of the job. Um, well lovely thank you for that um praise fest that I have on <laughs> record <laughs> um, I'm very greedy um okay so I, I I'd like to um I'd like to recommend a fic that so I'd like to say if 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 someone liked exposure they might also like x fic and so obviously I was thinking about this a lot and it was really tricky because I there are some sex worker fics that I really like uh and I'm not going to mention them because they are sex worker fics that I think I mean unless you think I should do but I I think I think probably not because they're sex worker fics that I think are in the context of what we've talked about harmful but I did want to recommend something. So what I decided to think about was less, um, okay, I need to recommend another sex worker fic. And instead I thought about um, the theme of Draco in the Muggle World, Harry being kind of fascinated by the fact that Draco seems to be succeeding in the Muggle World and Harry just wants to know more because he is not doing well. And so the fic I came upon was uh, Here's the Pencil, Make It Work by Ignatius Trout, which is... it's it's fabulous it's so great um it's a fic in which harry has i think he's like lost his job and hasn't told anyone so he's pretending towards friends that he's like I, i think that's a thing but the point is he's he's completely lost and he finds out that draco is working at a coffee shop at a muggle coffee shop and that draco lives in this house full of muggle girls who fucking love him And Harry just becomes (laughs) obsessed with this and, uh, they kind of slowly become friends and a a great deal of the angst comes from Harry's inability to tell his friends about his relation, his like new friendship with Draco. And so the way that, the way that Draco gets hurt is, is through this cowardice of Harry. So I think uh, thematically, if you liked the way that the angst panned out in exposure, I think this is going to be a thick that will hit a lot of those same buttons for you. So, uh, Here's the Pencil Make It Work by Ignatius Trout. But Blue, did you think of any? See, I wanted... No. Because my problem is, okay, so what, what
1: are the fics that are written like this? And I think what I value so much is your Draco and your um, your Draco. And then the specific ongoing banter, or like their relationship, their communication, um, just... Both humorous and so firmly in character, and I am so biased. But the, like all I can think of was the similarities and voices was um, with Fields
0: for Breakfast, um, and I thought Gryffindors don't show and tell. Oh yeah, is that the one where they where Draco finds out everyone else has kissed Harry? Yeah. So that he's at a party and he finds out that literally everyone in the room is made out with Harry except for him, and he's just like, "What yeah. the fuck?"
1: And as it was. Uh, was like yeah I'm writing this thing and I'm like it's like they were being like oh it's just like a toss off fic or whatever like I just wanted to write it it wasn't like something that I'm super invested in or whatever and I was like this
0: is fantastic it's a I think that's actually a great shout I think you're right in that it's it's like funny but it has this under this undertow of sadness and and kind of you know, insecurity because I think it's it's from Draco's point of view, mm-hmm. uh, and it's sexy and it's it's short, right? Isn't it like five k?
1: Very short, and it's. <laughs> I decided to summarize it as sloppy hand job. Great writing or like tight <laughs> writing because, <laughs> yeah. feels just like it's just a sloppy hand job, and he <laughs> just started laughing, um, and I was like, no, this is this is so funny, and nobody else thinks so, but I think that. The writing of Draco's voice, you achieve that without being in his head um, in exposure. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, and and some amused that you you managed to present the same, not neuroses, but like the charming patterns that he has, just the way that he looks around the world. And he's, he's oh, man, I, ha- I wish I was better with words. <laughs> it's better it's better stringing them together let's put it like that
0: I mean I think you've been doing fabulously so I, I don't know why you're beating yourself up about this very kind
1: <laughs> but I would definitely recommend that especially if you want the same it's not banter
0: then no you but want... I, I think it's it's this uh combination of of light-heartedness with something a little more serious um and i mean i'm a massive feels for breakfast fan so feels for breakfast uh gryffindor's don't kiss and tell is another great fic and it's short so you can read it whilst avoiding doing your own work so that's you know a great a great advantage uh i i also like to recommend a novel i am really stumped on this have you thought of any novels or books boo that you could recommend to people uh, <laughs> i've still been reading the prose edda i'm not and you cannot recommend the Prose Edda to people who liked exposure.
1: I can't. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna... Can we just
0: clarify it? So what century is the Prose Edda from, Blue?
1: Oh, good Lord. Let me grab it. This is this is my shame. I'm like, you know what? I haven't read in 30 years a novel. Uh, oh. Is the Prose Edda really a novel? It's not. No, it's is the it? collection of Norse mythology. It's, it's Norse the original... It. Hold on. Um,
0: I mean... <laughs> don't worry about it even because to be honest with you I don't think uh that that they have much crossover to you know know.
1: it's it's just Snorri Sturluson was the Icelandic scholar was about
0: 1220 okay so to recap uh I (laughs) asked Blue to recommend a book and Blue failed me utterly and proceeded to recommend a 12 a, a 13th century Norse mythology book that's not a good recommendation, Blue. That's a bad recommendation. I didn't say it was a recommendation. I said uh-huh. it was a good offer. Okay. All right. Let's say it, does, it doesn't have to be a novel, but can you... I couldn't think of any book I'd read where I felt like it had a nice, like a, a good representation of sex work, which already is telling, right? Um, so then I was trying to think of a book that felt as if it captured some of the same vibes as uh, exposure in terms of like banter and betrayal but I um I've, I'm really struggling and, and by the way that's not to say I think my writing is you know al- alone and unique in the world uh because I find it really easy usually to recommend things based on the books I read I, I actually I, I'm hesitant to say this because I think it's a book that most people who read fan fiction have already heard about I think that maybe Carry On by Rainbow Rowell has a similar vibe have you read that Blue Mm-mm. you've heard of it I presume mm You are so out of the... Guys, Blue <laughs> only reads, like, only reads the nerdiest shit I have I ever know. heard of. <laughs> I have a English degree, and Blue is always out reading me. So, uh, of course, Blue... I doesn't don't know anything you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they've never... They've, of course, they haven't heard of Carry On by Rainbow Rowell, because Carry On by Rainbow Rowell is like a fun new york times bestseller style uh young adult gay book um whereas blue only reads the red badge of courage (laughs) don't expose me (laughs) (laughs) um okay so the point is um yeah so carry on by rainbow rowell uh it's very famous and the reason i think that maybe if you liked exposure you'd like this book is that it's um it's kind of set in the modern world but, I mean, basically, let's be honest, it is drarry. Um. So Rainbow Rowell, it's such a... Can I be bothered to explain this? Mm, let me think for a second. Basic premise is that she wrote this other book called Fangirl in which um, she made up this, like, fake kind of Harry Potter that the protagonist in Fangirl was writing fanfiction about. And there were snippets of the fanfiction in the book. And then she liked writing the fanfiction so much that she was like, fuck it, I'm just going to write that book. But it's not the book that is it's sort of it's really complicated um but basically it is this book about what if draco malfoy and harry potter fell in love um but instead of draco and malfoy it's simon and baz and baz is a vampire and it's very it's very it's honestly i really like it i think it's funny and light and good and quite long which i loved and there's a Excellent first kiss. So I, I think um, the reason I would say that if you liked exposure, this is a good comparison title is that I think it, it combines angst and humor in a way that seems comparable. Um, that makes me sound as if I'm like <laughs> I'm like Rainbow Rowell is close enough to my genius, which is not what I mean. Uh, I really, really think she's a I think she's a very good writer. So um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Carry On is my my book wreck. Blue has come up with a recommendation. Please, Blue, what is your recommendation? And so my goodness, my recommendation is actually the um, secret diary of a call girl, which, to be fair, I've only seen as a TV series. And, and, and good, uh, I I liked the TV series, and I remember thinking it seemed like a fairly positive portrayal. What do you think?
1: It's not just a positive portrayal; it's a very real one. Really? Uh, yeah, and it was based on uh, call girl stories. Like it, yeah, and so because it was based on a series of books that were. Actually written by Belle de Jour, which is a very cute little surname, like pseudonym for um, a woman who had been working as an escort in London, um, and um, so she wrote this series as a blog, um, and um, it was published as um, "The Intimate Adventures of a London Call Girl," and then became a TV series that was done by Billy
0: Piper and. Great, and by the way, if you're Doctor Who fans, uh, there's this weird moment in Diary of a uh, Secret Diary of a Cool Girl where Billy Piper has sex with Matt Smith. So, oh, yes. that's a David Tennant companion sleeping with a later Doctor Who, and I remember being very excited about it. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's like that's I really I think that's a really fun TV show, um, and one of the things I think it talks about is like the difficulties she has dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like the bits of it that are fun. I mean, it really it does a lot of the things that we've been talking about today. So yeah, I think that's uh, as a TV show, a great show. What, so have you read the book? No, but I'm I'm always shocked
1: by the fact that if a TV show does something well and it's based on the books, I'm I'm betting I'm willing to bet. That yeah, the book, you're right. You're right. The diary, um, and I've never watched or read anything that was a depiction of sex work that ever felt or smelled or like seemed miles close enough to oh that's none of that's a good description but it felt it's good it's accurate it's real it's also very entertaining very fun um and it's a great representation because it's a real representation of sex work blue is there anything else you wanted to talk about there's so much more to be said on literally everything, but I'm <laughs> quite content to be able to have started this. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked so much about your fic and I. I'm very grateful for both the fic and for the experience of getting to work with you and getting to work with like a writer and dreary on this topic and being able to look at it in this lens of like, why does fan fiction do this? Um, how does it read as a sex worker? Um, mm-hmm. How does it contribute to the world that I live and work in? Um, it's been fascinating and it's not normally something that I get the chance to explore or consider or to talk about. And so this is very exciting um, and has led to me having other conversations about it. But I think one thing that I wanna talk about going further, not necessarily right now, is how much can be shown in, um, through sex work, with sex work, um, in fan fiction uh, because there's so much mm-hmm. and I think what's missing is the details and those are the best part and that's when I love my job which is a lot of the time it's the little things that add up um, mm-hmm. even the banal parts of as a sex worker I have only consumed like my only meals have been seven Jimmy John sandwiches in the past four days uh-huh. because of doubles to pay for car repairs and I don't have time to get groceries right. and so just like the dumb stuff like that right. and like the all the bizarre conversations sober and drunk at 2 p.m and at 2 a.m and with all kinds of people you can have anyone I have had a man confess to murder I have had You're people kidding I'm not oh my um, god and this was this was the other month huh? um, oh god yeah um i screamed at a manager because he wouldn't kick out some nazis uh and then left and they apologized it was a great time sorry did the
0: managers apologize or the nazis apologize oh the managers the nazis not apologizing oh absolutely
1: not (laughs) No, no 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 there's also the um issues to put it mildly of class and race and sex right well that's a whole other (sighs) yeah that's a whole other thing but again there is so much more and if you think you want to see something explicitly stated or shown
0: under the brightest light you can see it in sex work because nobody can hide there (laughs) um so blue you have a tumblr right would you want to promote your tumblr i do okay Um, what is your tumblr blue it's Draco for Draco.
1: (laughs) So Draco, and then the number four, and then Draco again.
0: Okay. And so, um, so if people want to ask you stuff, uh, do you have like an asks
1: box or anything like that? And I would fully welcome questions. I struggle to articulate myself a lot of the time. Um, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be able to talk to people about this. Um, I want to, Share as much as I can when I'm able to, because everybody benefits from me sharing this information. I'm not always able to. Um, but
0: no, I I really appreciate that. Um, uh, you know, I think uh, you're very um, you're very compassionate and generous with uh people's kind of mistakes as they write. Um, and the and the fact is, you know, fanfic. People make mistakes all the time with representation, and I'm. I think it's very generous of you to be so kindly about it. Uh, and yeah, and I want to state that as well. You know, all all these pet peeves we've talked about are things that I think it's it's very natural for you to write them in a fic because that is how we have been taught to think about sex work. And this doesn't feel like a an individual failing; it feels like a societal failing. So, um, you know, I, I don't think there's any cause to feel guilty. Uh, I just think that hopefully if you've listened this far you'll think about it in a slightly different way going forward hopefully I mean I know I have i it's really changed um how I think about it so I, I yeah I mean I read a sex worker romance novel recently and I was just thinking of you the entire time being like well this is fucking ridiculous all the way through <laughs> um and it's really um, yeah it's changed it's changed how I think about it but yeah so don't you know this is not a um attack on anyone definitely not uh, I just think it's really fascinating to hear your voice um and it sounds like what you want is you know more representation and better representation
1: yeah I just think that there's so much that could be done there that could be so much fun and is so much to explore um I, <laughs> And it's been so limited and it's only done harm. Mm-hmm. But I think that the same ideas of being saved and being allowed to be vulnerable, even sexually, are this is still possible mm-hmm. within sex worker fix that are accurate and don't rely on only abused sex worker, only miserable, only blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know they can just be written better.
0: Um, the, the main Drarry discord server has now a sensitivity reader, um, like thread. Uh, so if you are a sex worker listening to this and you're like, oh yeah, blue is absolutely right. We need more of these, you know, something you could maybe do is like, if you were up for it, uh, offer your services on that so that anyone who is writing a sex worker fic, uh, could have access to someone who could read it them before they publish it uh, and also that's another thing yeah if you're writing a sex worker fic you know go into that and see if you can find a sensitivity reader um i have used sensitivity readers for a variety of things and they are inve- they always catch things that you wouldn't even if you think you've done such a good job they always do so it's it's um you know it's really it improves the writing if you're able to find someone to read it first so that's a, a good a good thing to do That was the bonus episode for my fic, Exposure. Thank you so much to Blue for talking to me. I really appreciate it. You can follow Blue on Tumblr at Draco4Draco. That's Draco, the number four, Draco. And they are also happy to answer further questions on there. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate people taking the time to hear what Blue has to say on sex work and the fandom. Next week, I'll be reading part one of my fic, Dad Says. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and review on the Apple Podcast app, and why not share it with a friend who you think will like the show? For more stories by me, head to AO3. I also have an Instagram at letthemeatbooks, with underscores instead of spaces, where I post reviews of the books I read, so please say hello on there. Thank you so much for listening.